Welcome back, everybody, for another week of the Heat Ratio Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo, joined always by John Coker and Coach Dave Dixon. And before we go on and talk about Eagles and talk about the Phillies and talk about the NFL, uh, I just want to, you know, send a uh, basically like a shout out to all the families out there and dealing with the senseless act of violence that we have to deal with every week it seems like in our lives i just i I don't know what's going on uh john you have children dave you have children i have children uh i really fear for them as they grow up in this crazy society where we have gunmen just entering walmarts and just killing people at will for no reason dude let alone i went to walmart on i don't know yesterday or something i went in my flip-flops and shorts and i'm sitting there you know i'm walking it what it's running through my mind like right which is like insane. Isn't like, not nuts? that I was necessarily worried, but it's like I actually pulled in a parking spot, and it just you it's think crazy. about it. You think about it, dude. It's think crazy. about it. When we were when we were kids in school, we were trained on hurricanes. What to do if we hit a hurricane? Right yep. now, we have active shooter training for our kids. I mean, this is absolutely insane. And I'm not – listen. I don't want to get into discussion about is it the video games? Yep. Is it TV? Is I, listen. I don't know what it is. I'm not even going to get into that. All I know is it just needs to stop. It really does. I, I know it's a it, it's a plea to everybody out there. It's a plea. Please, parents, watch your children. Watch what they do. Watch their 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 psyche. Uh, see what they talk about. I mean, it's, listen. What it, we're in a different society now, and you know, looking at your kids' phones and checking their emails should be a normal occurrence. It just has to be, and you know, it, it, and it's not just. It, it don't necessarily have to be for them. It could be for somebody else. I mean, our kids are innocent. I'm, I, and I, and I, I'm not saying that because they're our kids. What I'm saying is, you know, they're basically exposed to so many different things that we were never exposed to when we were kids. Yes. And it's stuff, it's our job. It's our job to protect them. And that's what we need to do. And if that means by knowing their passwords, if that means by tracking where they're at, that just needs to happen. And it's not a bad thing. It's a parenting thing. And it's something that we need to do and we need to take focus on because we need to keep our kids safe, man. There's just too much crap going on. I think you nailed it with also it might be for other kids. There might be issues that our kids are involved in that you might be helping out yep. uh, another kid and their family. It takes a village. It really takes a village. And, 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 you, and you have to do what you said. You have to be on top of. These kids know that they can hide their stuff from us. On Absolutely. Their, on their Twitter stuff and their uh, you know, Instagram, yeah, Snapchat. Yeah. They, you know. they can hide. But it, we have to be able to check some stuff and be on top of all their things it's 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 tough have to be vigilant you really yeah. do and it's not like i said it's not a bad thing it's a parenting thing and yeah. like you said you said a great point david taking a village i mean that's exactly what it does and look out for each other look out for yeah. everybody because in this world you never know what's going to happen mm-hmm. and when it happens uh god willing you need to be prepared so uh on top of that we, you know, we have a lot of we have a lot of listeners, uh, people that John associates with, I associate with, uh, Dave associates with, people we grow up, and every now and then, a couple of people get into a jam or going through some things, and sometimes want to send a special shout out or condolences to certain people. And Coach Dave, you got something to say, right about that? Yeah, um, Big Billy, you got a lot of people out there that love and care for you. You'll get through this. Keep working hard, and. Uh, Anything that anybody can do, you know, we're there for you, pal. So, hang in there. Hey, man, the the the, uh, 
the big C is a bad thing, and you know, and, and not and just it, right. I got, go ahead, man. I, I got I got a Billy that, uh, yeah, I mean, o- older than me, but great guy. Love hanging out with him, and uh, yeah, he's going through some of the same stuff. So it's crazy, ain't it? As we get older, it's yep. how you know when you're getting old. You know, unfortunately, people get sick and things happen and tragedies happen. And, 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 and not to get long-winded, but this is why it's so important to, to, to cherish every moment that you have, kids, family, friends. I mean, I know it's easy for everybody to say live like there's no tomorrow, but you, you honestly, you have to. No. Uh, honestly, I don't care anymore. Well, you, you need to do that. I agree, and I, I don't want to get too far down no, this road no, on the you. Sports Club podcast, but I mean – you got to enjoy life while you got it. Yep. I mean, there's people I've seen they they work too hard. seventy hours a week, six days a week, no time or very little time with the family, very little time because they're doing what they think's best to provide for their family. Yes, and I mean that was always the mentality. You know, you got to provide Absolutely. for your family and this and that. But at some point, there is a level where hey. Even if it's a week or two weeks or something, but you got to take the time out to really cherish and enjoy what you got. You know yep. what I mean? While it's here, it's funny because I end this on a on a funny note um, because you know it'll bring sports back into fray here. But just like you said, people work so hard they don't realize that they need to enjoy life. And my wife's a big wife swap person watching that wife swap on tv right so they have a celebrity wife swap so i happen to you know i happen to walk in the living room today i'm like what are you watching i was like is that to so i'm looking to's on celebrity wife swap right but (laughs) it's too funny dude i gotta i gotta search this thing out out, i didn't even know he was married yeah Yeah. well he's he's a relationship not married she saw him doing push-ups in it or sit-ups in in the driveway driveway with drew Drew rosenhouse but uh it was interesting because same thing, like you had T.O. who's on one side of the fence and the person he was flipping with, it was the same thing, that family, the guy works 70 hours a week and T.O.'s like, yo, every now and then, you, you got to do you. And he was like, go big or go home. He's like, go go big or go home. And I, I, that's what I say, man. Go big or go home. I, I do you like know that. What I, mean? I do. I well, like I, I've caught a, quite a few episodes of Wife Swap. They're always interesting. Like you see, Dave, I'm not no. surprised. Yeah, I, dude, I don't the care. Least. Dude, that. they got they got the craziest like like left wing and right wing, and they swap it up. I'm sorry, dude. Some I've, that ain't I've watched it. That's staged. Some of that staged. Like the the Egyptian like ringmaster. Dude, who's like, come on. I, I've watched like a family of five like living in a trailer home. Like swap up with like this other family that has like OCD clean issues, dude. You can't stage that the way these people act. I'm just saying. Uh, look, it's not John's my go-to, but yeah, at, at certain points, yes, I've seen it. Dave, and, we yeah. need, we need to have a talk after this. I no, can't even don't. comment on that, man. I, really, <laughs> ain't nothing to comment on. That's well, what it is. We learn something new every day. Hey. That's that. Uh, we, we've heard right. in past Listen. episodes with Tony's uh, viewing. Shania Twain. Yes. Yeah, right. Shania, Remember, Shania, Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Amy Grant. I go with that. Yeah. <laughs> dude, hey. It is. A, look, who I ain't got to prove <laughs> not to nobody, dude. <laughs> He's got a crap ton of yeah. uh, ideas. And I ain't got to prove snot. Yeah. I ain't got to prove snot. It's going to be a Pittsburgh thing. But anyway, talking Philadelphia Eagles. And I think me and Dave are going to have fun with this. Because I was watching Dave. Dave was act, Coach Dave was active on Twitter for a couple of days, man. Throwing shots at everybody. Trying to 
light some fires out there. I tell you what, I, I'm on there with the what's it the the auto when you read where you you retweet? No, no, no. You press your microphone and then you talk into it and it, it sends your text oh, out to record your voice. Oh, voice to talk text. to text. Voice, talk yeah. To te- yeah. Oh I, boy. I I really gotta do a better job. Yeah, I probably before do. I hit send. <laughs> Uh, my gr- grammatical stuff is all screwed up, and I'm like, "Oh my god, just send it, Whatever. dude." What, what we actually have to do because I've seen I've seen him do this text to talk 50 million times when he's talking to his kid or his wife or somebody else. We need to get this on video because this is like this is like teaching like a seal to walk or something. Wow, he's sitting there Jeez, and he's seal to walk, dude. He's on there and he's talking so slow, like. Tell yes, yeah, yeah, and the amount of time he talks, his kids could have texted like eight times over, like the same thing that he's talking into, and then it comes out all jumbled. He's all thumbs. That's the problem. He's all thumbs. Yep. Well, speaking of uh, thumbs, uh, speaking of Twitter, I should say because I I seen Dave make a comment. I don't know who he was um, tweeting at, but I I wanted to talk about Carson Wentz. And, you know, the whole Carson Wentz, should he play or should he not play? Okay? And I've seen Carson's comments come out that, you know, he doesn't necessarily need a preseason. He's going to leave, you know, uh, basically the decision off to Coach Peterson. And yada, yada, yada. All right, Carson, that's that's coach speak. I get it. And then you got Coach Doug come out and say, uh, well, the reason why we wouldn't have him play is because we really need to get Nate Sudfeld some good reps. Dude, that's such bullshit, okay? Here's the problem I have with this. You have told us as Eagle fans that Carson Wentz is 100%. Gloves are off. Wheels are off. Everything's fair game. But now you're treating him like Fragile Fred again, right? That's my opinion. This isn't a rep thing. This ain't for Nate Sudfeld. You don't want him to get hurt. Why I'm uh, listen, I get that. I understand that. I listen, I understand that preseason games mean nothing for veterans and guys that have been in the league. But for a guy who has shown he cannot stay healthy, and a guy who just signed a major contract, and a guy who looked rusty when he came back last year from injury, I think he needs all the reps he can get, especially when you talk about adding a new receiver to the mix and adding you know, a couple new running backs you're going to be handed off to, there's a lot of different things, I think, that we need to see. And I think he needs to play. I don't give a shit if it's too serious. It doesn't matter. He still, to me, he needs to be out there. I, 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 and only for the simple reason that you've said to us, all the gloves are off. You said to us, "It's we're, we're all good. We're moving forward. Like If this was a normal preseason, Carson Wentz would play. There would be no questions about it. But because he's coming off this injury, they're starting to backtrack a little bit, and I don't think they want him out there. What is your opinion? Do you uh, think it's I, the injury? I, I, or are you, are you no, buying the name? I'll go real quick. I'll, I'll try to be as quick as I can and let Dave chime in. Look, I can see both sides of the coin. All right, like uh, I, I'm not. I really, truthfully, I don't care one way or another because I don't think that one series or two series he's going to play is going to do anything in the first week of the preseason. Nothing. He's getting his timing, his handoffs with the running backs and receivers in training camp. Okay, look, I'm not saying week two, week three, week four of the preseason different ball game. This game, if it's me as the coach, I'm holding him out. This has nothing to do with with Nate Sudfeld and getting his reps. Nate. 
has has nasty nothing, Nate. has nothing to do with him getting his reps. But this has to do with are you going to have a guy? Let's just say, let's say you want to run Miles Sanders with the first team. Right. Which are, okay, he's he's looked very good. So in that first series, you're going to put the rookie running back pass protecting for your quarterback. I guess that. Look, and I'm not saying. Look, the flip side of the coin is let him take his licks. Well, you know what? Take your licks in week two for your two series. Week three, you do a little more. But but what's it, the difference? What's the difference if he's handing diff- off the Miles Sanders in week one of the preseason or week one in the regular season? Because I, I, it's I, I, a preseason. Yeah, but what I don't I'm know that Miles Sanders. What's the difference? Because I don't know that Miles Sanders is going to start week one in well, the regular hand season. Well, then Jordan Howard. Well, I and then maybe that's the way they're going to go. All I'm saying is, in the first week of the preseason, look, Matt Ryan sat out last week. Who they play? Who else? Uh, Joe was it? Joe Flacco. I, Granted, that was the extra game. I get it. But I will tell I you, it. these quarterbacks, in terms of their timing and this stuff, they don't need the fourth week of preseason. I mean, how many of these NFL players actually need four weeks of preseason? I, and I get your I get your I training get camp battles. I Absolutely. I want to see those guys, the Different third story. string, third string, fourth string, those guys that are battling. Oh, so I want to see that go. I, I yeah, want to see that total, too. That's a total But in story. terms of Carson Wentz, I, look, the the only bad decision you could make is starting him and having him get hurt in the first preseason game. That's the only bad decision you can make. Because don't tell me that one series in preseason week one is going to affect what he's going to do in the season. And I'll pass that over to whoever wants to tell Well, before Dave talks, I'll just preface this so he can make his point. All I'm saying is I wouldn't have a problem with this if the Eagles wouldn't have came out. And clear out Carson. He's he's one hundred percent. He you know he's ready to go. This and that. Listen, if they would have never said anything like that, like you just said, Matt Ryan. Yeah. But how long? How long has Matt Ryan played in the league? A, no, I hear you. It's different. It's you know well, Baker Mayfield. Is he going to play? It's all. I'm just saying. You know, all I'm saying is I still Mayfield. Think, yes, but is Philip Rivers going to play? Probably and, not. And, and granted, he's he's older. But and Carson Wentz guys. is a young guy. He I'm, still I'm, has I'm to try, prove himself. I'm trying to think of a young guy that has a little bit of an injury history. Kyler Murray's playing, right? Well, I'm just saying. These many, are two, three-year guys that, that, that are playing. Kyler Murray ain't coming off of a back injury and You're right. Surgery. I, I, I get it. I do. I understand. How many games, how many preseason games did Carson play last year before he started when he came back? Are you asking me? I don't yeah. know. I can't remember. Zero. He he came off his ACL right. injury. And, and came what, in, well, came into, right, right. I'm came sorry. In, came into Indianapolis, played yes. against them, threw four touchdowns. Yes. Games. And was and the year before he came in week one and got dinged up. Right. So here, here's here's what I'll tell you: risk reward. What what do you? Why would you risk this for zero? For there's no reason to do it. Even if it's a five percent reward. There's, there's, there, you don't win, you don't win nothing here by playing him for a series, and getting him nicked up for no reason. We don't have to prove anything by Carson playing. He's getting all his reps in. He's, he's, he's handing off the right things. He's seeing all his right reads, throwing to everybody. They're getting on the same page. Now, what I'll tell you is, week three, when every starter plays for typically the first three quarters, right? Either at halftime, half, half. he has to play that game. Oh yeah. Because here, oh, that's, he has that's to, kind okay. of that's yes. kind of like the NFL yep. standard, right? Yes. Your, all your starters, all your starters play, and then week four, 
none of your starters play, and then I can live with that. Th- so, so I can live with that. Week one and two. Okay, you sold me. That that's there's no reason for. That but you're thing. saying though no, he should play. Not week three. But I'm just I, I'm talking preseason as a whole. Yeah, yeah, oh, yes. yeah. At week three, he has to step on the field. Because the way I look at it, it almost seems like to me that Dougie's basically saying because I listened to Wentz's comments today, and it almost sound like Wentz is like, "Look, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to just not play at all this preseason." So that's what I'm thinking. Mm. So that was kind of fire me up a little bit because right. I think he's got to play. A, he's at least yeah. got to play a few series. Yeah. I, Even Tom Brady yeah. plays week three or, or yeah. in the preseason. I, I agree, man. So at, at minimum, week two, I see he needs to play at least a at least two series, or I would say half of the first quarter or the first quarter, like and, in, and he in may, week two. He may right. He he. This, no, this I week, I think that's week? the plan. I don't think it's it's truthfully. I don't think any decisions that happen in week one mean anything. Because every coach is different, and every team is still working through. They still got so many games and so much practice to do yeah. that week one, and and we'll get to this. We'll get to this later on when you said, <laughs> "What do you want to take away from training well, camp?" And I well, have my answer well, let, there. Well, let's talk about that right now because yeah, I, I, I think are, are we all on on agreement that Wentz just needs to play at some point. One hundred percent. Okay. One hundred percent. So I'm good yes. with that. So if he doesn't, I'm good. I would be. I'm going to be pissed if he doesn't play at all. Okay. So speaking of preseason, mm-hmm. I'll go, Dave. I'll come to you first because John did his homework already. He was a one of those A plus students in the He's front, a brown in the front row with the head. Hey, hey, pick me, pick brown me. nose are good content. I don't know Mr. what Dixon, you want. Mr. Dixon, right here, Mr. Dixon. I'm I got it. I got go. it. I got it. I'm ready to go. I don't need yeah. any brown nose and. For- <laughs> Yeah, brown nose. So, what are you looking for? I'm looking for. What are you looking for this preseason? What um, do you want to see? Next player up, I want to see guys like Mylotta, Mac Hollins, Sudfeld. They're they're three names off the top of my head. I want to see what they're capable of doing. So, what happens if Sudfeld stinks? We're in trouble. Now, are you looking for a veteran backup? Well, we have Cody Kessler. I, now, I know that name might you know, but be, it's between those two. And who or is there somebody out there that we probably, don't know? Probably not. I mean, Kaepernick? maybe somebody gets cut. Uh, somebody will get cut. Somebody will get cut. So Sudfeld, to me, like he needs to play a so- half. Sounds like he's not a very good practice player, from what I hear. I heard some good things. I, 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 hear, I heard he's not a very good practice player. Well, I we'll mean, see. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But Mac Hollins, excuse me, is a good name because. I mean, he had like a ghost injury last year. Yeah, and then you know, and then he—you don't really hear from him in the preseason. Yeah. I mean, in training camp a little bit, right? But he—he—he's a guy who plays special teams and would probably what be the fifth fifth wide receiver, yeah. on his team. At, uh, at best, at best. I mean, so uh, our at, defensive backs yeah. we have we have well, they're they're shuffling all over the place again. Um, well, we got to figure out who's going to be healthy and who's going to start the season. Yeah. On the, yeah, I mean, what Darby Mills are they starting week one? I don't know. No, I yeah. just heard today or yesterday huh? that no, Darby is a starter. I, I I tell you what, I I honestly, I, I I. So let's reverse the question now. Yeah, Darby. Yeah, should he play any preseason football? No. Coming Could, off of coming off an ACL. Right. No. Okay. Jalen no. Mills. What? I don't even know what his injury was. Yeah, I, um, it's <laughs> like a hand. I, I forget. I'm not even going to guess. I I, I, know, I thought it was a lower body. Let's put it that way. I'll tell you what. Look, you, 
any any player, I don't care who it is. Look, you're either like injured. You know, Tony was saying like he said. Uh, you know, coach said, "All right, Wentz is a hundred percent." All right, look, if if you're supposedly a hundred percent and you're going through stuff, you're playing at least a quarter and a half in week three. That's what I want to see. Right, it's that uh, magic uh, number. It's it's week three. Week three is the magic number. Look, you might still be nagging a little bit. Week two, you should get a little action. Week three, you should get about a, a half's about a half's worth of action, maybe a quarter and a half, depending on situations. We, Are we talking about years of marriage, or we're we talking about preseason? <laughs> Both, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But by week four, week four, I'm sitting out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Week four, I ain't hurting myself. Yeah. I proved what I got to do, what I got. You know what I mean? Either take it or leave it. Either I'm benched or I'm starting. That's it. Yeah. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what? So what are you looking for, John? What are you looking for in the preseason? Well, number one is exactly what Dave said. Is Nate? Is, Everybody well, looking at Nate? Oh, I, I took this in general. Oh, this okay, wasn't even Philly spe- or Eagles specific, but it's the same concept goes, whether I'm talking about Steelers, NFL, fantasy. Look, number one is the depth battles. Who's who's showing up, whether it's you know fantasy, you're talking about number three, four receivers. You said Hollins, J.J. Arcega, Whiteside. I, I like him Looking as a, forward to seeing him. Oh, I like him as a sleeper. I mean, I haven't – he hasn't had glowing reviews. I'm not saying he's had bad reviews. Like, I think he is the heir apparent to Elshon Jeffrey, like, in that terms. But you got to see how the secondary shakes out. Same thing in Pittsburgh. you got to see how, you know, the receiving court shakes out. Same thing in Pittsburgh. You know, it's all those depth battles. And, you know, I, I see it. You know, with my team, you see it with the Eagles. But, I mean, every team in the NFL, like, it may be on defense, which isn't necessarily fantasy relevant. But, I mean, who gets the number three receiver in New Orleans? Who's the number two receiver in Miami? I mean, there's so many battles going on, running back battles. You know, I mean, there's so many things. Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. I don't know, does one of them step up? Do they split it? I mean, these are just things to watch. I mean, even when you get into week three, right? Figure, you know, who's going to be the league guy? When you see a guy in week three play the first quarter and a half, that guy's probably going to be starting week one. And you got to, you know, but, um, you know, it's depth battles. But even more than that, to me, it's injury. Yeah. Injury, Free. injury, injury. And Dave, you said it like, what do you have to gain versus what do you have to lose? And you have a ton to lose. But, and you know, once again, week one. You're right. Week three, I agree. Week one, you got a ton to lose. So, number one, I want no injuries. Like, that's it. No injuries. And I'm looking at the depth depth charts. You know what I mean? I'm looking depth at those, those battles. Huge. Me, I'm looking at the defensive line. Uh, and and I don't mean Fletcher Cox. I don't mean Malik Jackson. I, I want to see Derek Barnett. I want to see Josh Sweat. I want to see Sharif Miller. That's uh, a fun right? one. Yeah, it's not It's not uh, the guys that right. you know are locked exactly. in. What are these I want to see what do? these other guys I write. See, and I, who's going to step up at linebacker? That's what I want to see. Huge you know, question mark. It's a, I mean, listen, Zach Brown, not, Nigel Bradham, I'm good, right? I know what they can do. But, you know, Gruger Hill, who just gets hurt, uh, I think was a he started eight to ten games last year and played b- very well. They were saying that he was going to be the, the starter instead of yeah. 
Um, Zach Brown? Yes. That's crazy. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. And you also – Now all you have is Nate Jerry? Yeah. When you said what do you take out of preseason – LJ Fort? Seriously, those two Worrell. things, that, that was about all I take. Because everything else, it's either coach speak, which yeah. you can't put – Dude, you You're right. Like – what are they going to start bad? I mean, unless you're like Antonio Brown not showing up at practice, you know, again. Or, but <laughs> no, I'm just saying, unless it's that, has, does a coach ever speak bad about players? It's, it's always good. I mean, very Sometimes. rare. Yeah, if they come in 20 Gabe pounds, if they come in 20 yeah, pounds Gabe, overweight, yeah, you know what I mean? Okay. Oh, this dude wasn't in shape or whatever. But for the most part, if it's Buddy any, Ryan would. I'm not talking about Buddy Ryan. I'm talking about nowadays. I'm one of the weird guys that actually really love watching preseason football for exactly that because I enjoy college football. So I see guys that, oh, he played at Northwestern. Oh, that guy's from Hawaii. I I enjoy watching that stuff to see these guys and their progression and And see how they do. do. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, preseason football, a lot of people, I can't – I don't believe that. They're truly – I shouldn't say they're not fans. They're just not as into it as well, I am. Wait, you know, there's levels Let of me fandom, ask you this. Right? Did, there definitely did is. Did you watch the Falcons-Broncos game last Thursday? Yes. Twice. I watched it on the replay. And I watched the NFL Hall of Fame inductions, which is one of my favorites. And Kevin Mawai, yeah. holy mackerel, that was, was awesome. Was that speech awesome? Yeah. He, was, he was unbelievable. Wow. So yes, I very watched that. very underrated I, player, I might say. Well, in my opinion, not in mine. No, no. What I mean, no. What I mean is, I thought it was unbelievable. Yeah. What I'm saying is, offensive linemen they don't get a lot of love. I know, I know. No. Well, that's why I appreciate. You know what I mean? They don't get a lot of love, and, and, and that guy was unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Jet, Jets yeah. and Titans, correct? He, um, he, he, he was started with the Seahawks. Okay. And after the Seahawks, he went to the Jets. Um, finish with the Titans. Finish with the Titans. Why do I think there's a, another team in, in? No, I think it was those three teams. He wasn't with Chicago, was he? No. Okay. No. Nope. That's Owen Crutes. But oh Center. yeah, there's a Crutes. See, they, I bet you Crutes. Right, right. Who, who's the? Uh, let's test Dave's uh, his offensive line knowledge here. Let me think of guys I know. Okay. Who was the Hall of Fame left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs? Chiefs? Yeah. Not Willie Rofe. Yeah, right. Willie Rofe. He was with New Orleans Saints before the Chiefs. That's what I was thinking. Uh, uh, But I remember him as the Chiefs. Okay. All right. How about about the Chicago Bears? Which position? Give me me a – there's a guy I'm thinking of, but I can't remember remember what position he played. Uh, For the Bears? Yeah, for the Bears. A guy you're thinking of. Um, It wasn't Olin Cruz. Somebody else. Man, why is my I'm drawing a blank? They had some nasty offensive they linemen did. with Walter Payton. Um, and they I did. can't. I oh my gosh, drawing a blank. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah, he should have been on when we went to uh, the Jags last week or on the fantasy episode. Yes. He, oh, he would have. He would have tore it up. I think he would have. <laughs> I think he would have. Are you looking? Are you looking? I mean, it's just it just wasn't on our list. But yeah. it's preseason. You you looking to see what Nick Foles does? Absolutely. Are, are you going to be? Are you going to have an eye on him throughout yeah. the season? Absolutely. I'm going to. Are you I'm really? Try and follow him as much as possible. You know why? <laughs> why? Well, one is the the running back is coming back. Uh, what Fournette? Fournette. 
I believe that Fournette and Foles playing off each other, Foles can have potentially a really Fournette's good been coming, Fournette's health is Fournette's the issue. been coming back for two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for I'm him, still he's waiting ready for, to go. I'm still waiting for a him healthy, to come back. A healthy Fournette helps out Nick Foles and vice versa. And Nick Foles will be able to utilize that. And he'll, he'll be able to have a good season, I think. I, I will see one of the teams that I want to see, like at least at the, at the start of the season, I want to see the Jags. You want to see I want to see, hey, they got Filippo. They got Foles. I got it. What, what is their game it. plan going to be? Because if the game plan is going to be feed Fournette like they did. Well, that's going to be a problem. D.D. Westbrook? Hey, sleeper, yes. Fantasy, D.D. Westbrook, get him as your number four receiver. Absolutely, 100%. Yes, I kid you not. D.D. Westbrook, huh? D.D. Westbrook. They still got Mercedes Lewis out there? Catching them tight end? No. Who's a tight end out there for Jacksonville? Oh, I just had – I was just looking at that dude. I don't know if I'm going to be watching Nick Foles. I'm going to be honest. Oh, um, I'm definitely watching. I mean, maybe out of the corner of my eye, you know, when I'm watching Red Zone, if I if I see a BDN up there throwing, well, some, uh, throwing some TDs, I, I might give him a See, you're, you're, a lo- shot you're looking at it from the Eagles' perspective. I'm looking at it from the perspective of – Is he fantasy is draftable, this... Nick Foles? Late back. Right? Yeah, nah, he's not nah. – uh, no, but I want to see what this offense does. We know what the offense was for the past two, three years with Bortles and Fournette and that defense. I mean, that uh, that team is so predictable on what they're going to do and then bring Yeldon in in third down. But now that Nick Foles and DeFilippo are there, I, I don't know. I'm interested to see how the offense runs. You mentioned Blake Bortles. Is he really in New England? I don't even know. I think Blake Bortles is in New England. I, I, I check that out for me, John. But speaking about New England, because I really I, I know he fell off the map to me. I don't even know where he went. He should have fell off the map, right? He should have took his cousin Mar- Mariota with game, him, dude. <laughs> yeah, it Isn't wasn't that because of his play. And you know what? Yeah, but guess what? If his receivers would have made some plays, they would have beat New England. Yeah, dude. The only reason why they got to the AFC Championship game was because of his uh, running ability. Either way, they got there. They, right, they, they did. Oh, absolutely. Their defense was unbelievable. That's, well, that was number one, yeah. But speaking of to, uh, the New England Patriots, Tom Brady signs oh. a two-year extension for 2021 at 42, which means he'll be 44 when the, when the deal runs out, and which means they, the Patriots committed $85 million through 2021 season. Okay, his extensions were seventy million. He'll get twenty three this season, thirty next year, and thirty two in two thousand and twenty one. Is this guy like? Is he robotic? <laughs> I mean, I you know, Brian Westbrook to me said one. He was on first take, and he said one of the best things to me. And 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 I was you know I'm not obviously going to ad lib here. I don't have it word for word, but it was basically like they were asking. You know, do you see Tom Brady esque values in Carson Wentz? And Brian Westbrook said, absolutely. But the biggest difference between Tom Brady and Carson Wentz is Carson has to learn that he's more valuable to his team than the extra two yards he has to get, than the, the holding the ball that extra two seconds. There's a reason why Tom Brady's playing until he's 44 years old, because he understands that rhetoric, right? He understands that. And I, it was brilliant. I mean, obviously, Westbrook was 100% correct, and that's what 
Carson Wentz needs to do this year. He has to understand that he can't be Ben Roethlisberger all the time, and he can't be Brett Favre all the time, that he needs to stop sacrificing his body for those couple yards because we need him for the long haul. So hopefully he does that. I know this might upset you saying this, but that's the reason why Nick Foles, when he ran this offense, (sighs) he 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 was successful because he knew. I'm going to throw the ball. We're going to try and make these kids make plays because I can't run. But is is, is that going to be the rhetoric all year? If Carson has a bad game and Nick has a good game, is it going to be, oh, should have kept Nick? I mean, is this going to be a week to week? Because it, it, it's nauseating. I don't, I don't. It really is. I'm tired of it already, and I haven't even got to week one. So, all right, now I'm going to ask you this. Okay. If they're 5-5 five and five after 10 games. Who, the Eagles? Yes. Okay. And Foles is... Seven and three. Let's okay. even say six and four. Okay. With that team. Okay. And their lack of offensive weapons. You're not going to have a question mark in the back of your no. head? No. I'm not. Okay. Not at all. I agree. It's two different situations. Absolutely. Two different teams. Two Thank different you, teams. Two different coaches. Thank you, John. I agree. You got Filippo over there. You're basically going to well. be the Eagles – of uh, Dave's a, the Dave's South. A, Dave's a Foles guy. That's yeah. why he's a Foles. Truther. I like. I, no, he's I'd a love, Foles truther. All right. So I, I have, love. I love Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is the future. But I think you wouldn't be a human being if you didn't debate or consider or say, "What if that that that?" I don't know if any human being doesn't do to that. To me, you can only do the "what if" thing if we're fast forward in three years on a road. You cannot do the "what if" thing this year. Doesn't I'm, work. I believe doesn't me, work this year. I think that I, I do believe this 100%, that this needed to happen in order to have 100% growth for Carson. I believe it's like, you remember when Steve Young won the Super Bowl, his only Super Bowl, and he's running off the sideline and he's pretending like he's throwing a monkey off his back? That monkey was Joe Montana. And and that's the similar situation here. I'm not saying that Nick Foles is Joe Montana, Carson Wentz, Steve Young, but you have to win and overcome that monkey off your back. And the only way Carson's going to do that if Foles was completely removed. And I believe that needed to happen. But my, I'm just saying, as a human being and human nature, you're going to if one's doing better than the other. And we had that one, and all you had to do is sign them. People are going to question. That's that's just how it goes. What's right for this team? Is that Carson Wentz is leading the ship without Foles looking over without looking over his shoulder and seeing Nick Foles? I agree with that. That's 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 all I'm saying. I, I listen. Everybody here wants Carson Wentz to be successful, but now it's different than just being successful. He has to win a Super Bowl. Has to, or he's going to be compared to Nick Lost. Foles. He's going to be compared to Nick Foles for the rest of his career. I'm sorry, that's that's just how it's going to go. You're you're, you're not incorrect. By I, the way, I I got two things for you. Go ahead. All right, on what you were saying. So number two words one, for you. No, two like things. Like DX, suck it. I got two words for you. No, <laughs> I'm just curious. Blake Bortles is with the Rams. Oh, the with Patriots. the Rams. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't even know where he was. I knew so. he was with a high profile you, you knew, team. You knew more than I did. I knew he was with a high one. profile team. Number two, Tom Brady. Look, they signed him. Dude, what? How old is he? Forty-two. He's forty-two. What forty-two-year-old man says I need to put on weight? That's, I'm sorry. That's Giselle Look, talk. No, he said he wanted to put on weight to make take be able to take more hits this year. My man's a robot. And I'm sorry, bro. he goes from two twenty-five to go two 
230, 233. I don't know. The, the official weigh-ins aren't there. But no 42-year-old man is putting on seven pounds of muscle. Test him. Let me tell you something. They ain't putting on seven test pounds him. of I muscle. Test if him. anybody hates Tom Brady, the only reason why they hate is, is pure jealousy. That's it. It is pure jealousy. Because you this believe, dude is unbelievable. Do you believe that he put on seven pounds of muscle at his age 42 season? Let me season? tell you something. I, I seen him, and, I, and I'm very comfortable with my manhood when I say this. But I seen him on Instagram post a picture on the beach with no shirt on. Let me tell you, bro. Man crossed 100%. At 40, I look at myself at 41, the way I look, compared to that dude at 42, he kicked my ass. Okay? And he ran my a man for 40 times. Dude, shit, wait, bro. Let, let, but let me tell you this. If you played in the NFL for the past 14 seasons, I'm just saying none of us are going to look like what we look like. All right, so that. let's just let's but just, I'm just establish. Wow. He ran a faster 40 time this year than he did when he was in the combat. That's crazy. Well, That's crazy. Yeah, add more weight, dude. Let, let, is, is, he, is he the consensus best football player of all time? So your question—you can't say football player. I'm honestly, is he the best football player of all time? No. Yeah. Yes. No. You, you I, wrote, I say you yes. Wrote, you wrote our agenda prior to sitting down here. Yes. And the one question you have is the goat, right? And yes. I put the goat for each sport that I picked, and and oh, you did all kinds. My of My goat for football, Brown Noser, is Tom Brady. <laughs> I agree, Tom, John. Why before, do you say no? Before oh, Tom sorry. Brady. For me, before Tom Brady did what he did the last couple of years, last three years, it was Joe Montana for me, personally. Uh, Tom Brady's it. And, and and it's exactly what you said. If you can't suck up and say, this guy's the best football player that we've ever seen, that the league has ever seen, then you got you, you got blinders on, man. Big time. Big time. Why, why are you saying no, John? Not to put you on the spot. I'm you just said, curious. No, you said best player. Yes. All, so we're not all, talking just NFL. We're not talking. No, I'm saying the best NFL player of NFL? all time. Best football player of all time. Because I understand it's hard because you're talking it, about it, positions. It, yes. I get it. Positions and Belichick. It's it's both of those <sighs> things combined. Look, I am not taking, believe me, this is. I'm not taking anything away from Brady. I tell you what, he is one of the smartest quarterbacks. He takes what's given to him. He can hit the spots when he needs to. He comes up in the clutch. Like, he does everything that you ask of a quarterback. But when you say the best in the NFL all time, I have to believe that there is a chunk of Belichick that takes a little bit away from him where there's a player, a Reggie White, a Reggie White, Dude, so do you think – let me ask you this. Did Brady make Belichick or did Belichick make Brady? Both. I think it's the opposite. I think Both. Brady made Belichick. No. no. I do. Both. I Listen, so you mean to tell me that if Tom Brady doesn't exist, okay, that Bill Belichick would have won just as many Super Bowls and be just as successful? No. Yeah, right. And are you going to tell me that if Brady wasn't with Belichick and didn't have that team – and the and the influx of talent and the scheme and running three running backs and James Dude. White catching balls out the wazoo. But and that's Gronk. Brady. Look how many no. people. Hold on. Let, 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 I, I love these debates and they're, and they're great. And these are what pisses me off sometimes. But let's look at the amount. I do. I get hyped. The amount of players that Tom Brady has made over the, the past what twelve to fifteen years. Is, Who has he made? 
Is it he made, made guys like Troy Brown ridiculous? How would Troy Aaron, Brown. How would Aaron I agree. do on I the agree. Patriots? What's that? How would Aaron Rodgers do on the Patriots? How would he do on the Patriots? Yeah, if Tom Brady didn't exist and Aaron Rodgers was with Belichick and and New England Patriots, I don't think he would have won as much. <laughs> he, no, <laughs> honestly, I. I I'm, I may because, be, you know why? I may be okay with the winner with the winning. Because I'm going to get to that in a no, second. No, no, no. You could hit it. No, because I'm just saying, I might be I might be okay with <laughs> the the winning as much. I'm, okay I'm fine with, me, with I'm but fine that, with the women winning as much. But but what I'm saying is what you say about Aaron Rodgers. We've watched Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers has not made players. Tom Brady has made players. He has made careers. Okay? James White, take James White out of that offense, okay, and put him somewhere else. He doesn't catch 80-plus balls. Agree. Julian Edelman's career, he owes to Tom Brady, right? He owes to Tom Brady. Wes Welker owes to Tom Brady. But that I, I is also – combination. But that, that, is the, that is the New I'm England sorry, man. scheme. Do you know how no many times – No way with the scheme. Dude, Dude, it's not the scheme. And Edel, the Edelman scheme? caught like 10 to 15 balls by catching two-yard dump-offs against the Steelers simply because that was the freaking game plan. So and to, they knew so that Jacoby they, Brissett no, does the same thing as Tom Brady because it's a system. No, he can't do it. Oh, okay. What happened to Drew Bledsoe? He uh, obviously got shipped off. Because he couldn't do it. This is what my it's, point. It's both of them because Tom Brady, and I'll tell you right now, Aaron Rodgers, he is not as disciplined as Tom Brady. Tom Brady plays within the offense that is set up by Belichick. Okay, he knows he is a smart one of the smart. He is maybe the smartest quarterback outside of Peyton Manning, and I, I can't even say that Peyton Manning's better than him. Okay, I'm telling you, Brady is one of the smartest quarterbacks, but it also has to do with the way Belichick ran that team and ran the go offense back, and filled things in. Go back to the in. first two to three Super Bowls. Okay. Did Tom Brady win those Super Bowls? I'm going to tell you before you answer. No. Go ahead. Why? Who won the Super Bowls? Their defense and Belichick. Their defense. Them. Ty Law won those Super Bowls. Is yeah, that who won their them? defense. So, go right. back to watch the games. Go back and look at the scores of those games. Willie McGinnis won those Super Bowls. Yeah, their scheme. They shut teams down. They want they who they beat. They beat the Rams. It was one of them, didn't they? Okay, let me ask you something. Though we're we're, we're talking two different things though here, right? You're talking about winning a game. Okay, no, winning the Hold only on. game that right. matters. I, I get that, but you also got to win what. 19 other games in or 18 other games, excuse me. Oh, 19, I'm right. 19 other games to get to that point, correct? Yeah. I mean, you have to play 19 other games, yeah. right? So in those 19 games, was it Belichick or was it Brady? Creating those players. I'm going back to I'm going back to both without without either of I'm them. I'm not disagreeing with here, you. They, I, I I get but, they but here, are uh, they Tom but, Brady, Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady. Until like five years ago, Tom, five years well, ago. Well, no, no, I would say five years when, into when, his career. When did he have? When did he have Randy Moss? How long ago did he have Randy Moss? Because that's when you see Tom Brady flourish into this quarterback that no one knew he could be. No, I completely disagree. No, this is what I'm going to tell you. If they, I completely disagree if, with that. If if they have six Super Bowls combined. If they were not together, I don't know which team. I don't know who their quarterback is for Belichick. Don't know who's coaching Brady. 
they will not have more than three Super Bowls combined on separate teams. Oh, I Which know. means one has two and one has one. I, 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 listen, I get it, okay? And I know people are going to say the Matt Castle effect as well, okay? The Jimmy Garoppolo effect as well. I get that. And that's what people are going to say. It's the system, okay? It's the Listen. People used to say that, too, in Philadelphia with Andy Reid. It's the system. No matter who they put in, can play the quarterback position. But what I'm saying is I'm talking about a guy who's made careers. There's a reason why Dante Stallworth comes to the New England Patriots and he plays well. There's a reason why Randy Moss has the best year of his career because he came with Tom freaking Brady. There's a reason why Kevin Falk carved a name for himself in NFL history because of Tom Brady. These guys are because of Tom. I'm sorry, but if Jimmy Garoppolo or Jacoby Brissett, okay, or Drew Bledsoe for that matter, was behind center for 10 years, those players would not have the same freaking career, no matter what system that they're playing in. All I'm saying is Tom Brady is that much better, okay? And I listen, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. Yes. Okay? There's there's no argument with me whatsoever, okay? And it just – but to me, Bill Belichick de- designs the defense, okay? Bill Belichick is a defensive defensive scheme guy. He's a guy who creates the culture on the team. He's the guy that sells the ship, but Tom Brady makes the offense. That's what he does. So for for us to sit here and say that these players would not be, that w- w- it wouldn't matter that it's more Belichick than it's Brady, I think is ridiculous. I think this is all 100% Tom Brady. It's just my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, it's got to be. Johnson's a hater because he's a Pittsburgh guy. So, whatever. He's talking about how many years of Pittsburgh beat them. But I'm just saying that you, you we could sit here and name names. And, I, and, and you know how I am with names. I love naming names. Yeah. And there's just guys that I just named that wouldn't sniff half of the stats and half of the accolades that they got if it wasn't for Tom Brady. I, I agree 100%. I, I, I do agree with that. But I do believe that they – the reason for both of their success is because they they have joined together. You look at you look at coaches and quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl in the past th- through the whole thing of the Super Bowl. Uh, it, it's those connections are made because those two guys, the head coach and the quarterback, they connect and they come together and everything works out perfectly. Those two have done it better than any other duo coach quarterback system in NFL history so getting into before we we did the show I asked you guys and I said you know I give me a pro player that you hate a pro player that you love your favorite player of all time and the goat and that could be for any sport we, we're, we're talking football we're talking baseball hockey whatever you want so I'm just curious. So, Dave, let, I'm going to go by you because it, it segues right into this segment, okay, because we're talking about Tom Brady. Okay, when you say the GOAT, is, is he your GOAT? Yeah, I have him written down Tom Brady. Okay. So, who's your favorite player of all time? Is it I, Bo Jackson? <laughs> pretty pretty yeah. simple for me. I know it's uh, kind of obvious for me, yeah. But right? I got that right? Yes. See, I know my I, – I, dude, I, I know my buddies, right? Yeah. Now, how about – the one pro, I think pro player that you love and favor. I mean, it's kind of the same, but yeah. pro player that you love. 
I got, I got, so what I did was I forever and I did present day. Um, the, the, the player that I love the most is Lawrence Taylor and, um, LT and that was almost on my list, Dave. And the present wow. player I wrote down is Saquon Barkley. That's a good one. Wow. Okay. Man, you, I dude, didn't do all that. You know you're a Giants fan. You got to be kidding me. I know. It's crazy, I, right? I, I, I didn't go like present. Few, I just did. So, so I stayed with the NFL, wow. and, and the question was the, the player that I hate, and um, forever it was Michael Irvin. I knew that was coming. Uh, Dallas. <laughs> and for present, it's Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, I can't say <laughs> There you Zeke. go. I love the Dallas hate. So Dallas and, sucks. And then I got my favorite player all time is Bo, and the goat I put down Tom Brady. So that was that was my list. I stayed in the NFL. How about you, Tom? So, well, let me give you a sidebar. Okay. Michael Irvin was uh, he was interview interviewing Juju d- doing the jugs machine, right? So Juju's doing the d- jugs machine, catching balls. This and that. Irvin's talking to him, and then he's telling him he's Irvin's like, I never used a jugs machine. So he was like, he was like, I, the hands wasn't the problem. He was like, I always wanted to get myself open. He's like, if I'm open, I ain't got to worry about the hands. He goes, the first ball thrown to him, he drops it. Are you serious? <laughs> the jugs machine. Oh my yeah. god! He caught everyone after, but yeah, he had to get used to it. <laughs> Michael Irvin is phenomenal talent. I just hated his guts. I still, I, I can't stand him. He should not be on TV at all. His, his commentary, his. Way of speaking, I just don't like anything about him. Eh, he's in. Uh, I, li- I like Mike. He's all right. I'm all right with Mike. I didn't like him as a player. Listen, I, I tried to yeah, be I neutral. Yeah, was, I wasn't a big fan as I don't a think player. He was, yeah, he wasn't as great as he sold, but, you know, eh, he is what he is. He liked Coke, though. Well, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the eight ball. And he, the he actually didn't like it. Hooker's an eight ball, dude. He, yeah. he didn't like Coke. Can't he, beat it. he just liked smelling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, John? All right, well, so. Pro player I hate, so I'll just go down the list yeah, here. Go ahead, man. All right, so I mean, I, I added a couple here just for you yeah, know, conversation. Shits so, and giggles. Um, uh, yeah, shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah, dude. See, you're getting Shoot, the, you're I, getting I, my I get dialect. The, I get the Pittsburgh. All right, look, go. I'm I'm going fantasy wise. You know uh, who I hate? Go. Who? Josh Gordon and Kenny Britt. <laughs> well, Kenny Britt because He's they eligible for a list. Don't even it, draft him ever. It passed. Because he always teaches and then he'll get suspended. Then he'll do this. But you always look back at that one or two seasons where he blew up and you're like, oh, I'm going to catch lightning in a bottle in the 15th round or whatever, drafting him. All right, so those are my two. And believe it or not, I'm going to go with this guy. I don't want to say I hate him, but Sidney Crosby. Sid the kid, you're a Pittsburgh guy. I I don't. What hate, the hell is going on look, here? Look, I'm gonna I'm, I put him down here because look, I don't hate him, but oh my goodness, if I wasn't a Pittsburgh fan, that dude is the whiniest like little bleep that you know like I I, I would I would never get I would never get a Crosby jersey. Let's just put it that way. But when I have him on the ice and playing for my team, dude, I'm all behind him. So, hey, but. Man. Pro player I love, uh, Jerome Bettis and Heinz Ward. Those dudes, they were just – they, they like performed, that. but like they that. were, like, happy. Like, you talk to these dudes, but they but they delivered. You know what I mean? Yep. They delivered on their demeanor, and they were so good with, you know, 
taking young guys under their wings, helping out in the community. Like, they were just a whole package. Right, and, like, they're just enjoyable to, like, kind of hang out with, you know. Oh, absolutely. Here. Now, here, here we go. Favorite player of all time. I got two of them. Okay. Shaq. I are, we already talked Shaq. Shaq you know, Diesel, I don't baby. know what, 20 episodes ago. You know, I, I brought yep. up Shaq, so I don't even want to get into that. And the other one that I mentioned, Muni Kawasaki, the baseball player for the Toronto Blue Jays, Seattle Mariners. This dude. This dude is the biggest clown. Look, I'll tell you what. Go watch a video of Muninori Kawasaki. They call him Muni. Dude, he he is the biggest clown. I'll tell you what, you'll get an enjoyment for baseball. This dude was, like, not a player, but he went out there and he enjoyed himself every day. We talked about enjoying life every day. Muni Kawasaki. And you want to talk about GOAT? I'm sorry, I'm going Babe Ruth, dude. Babe Ruth. He went it as hitter and pitcher and longevity, and I understand it was a different period. And that dude, he... You know, he 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 wasn't the uh, best person off the field necessarily. You know, it's getting okay. into his things, but I'm a uh, firm believer that it, it, you're judged by what you do on the field, not off the field. Well, this in is my opinion, in terms of sports, yes, I'm but sorry. nowadays it's role models. Well, Barkley said, "I'm not a role model." Yeah, that's right. So, uh, dude, I'm going Babe Ruth with the goat. Well, I'm going to go. I got an interesting list here. So, pro player, I hate. I went. I I did three. I did two that were back in the day and one present. So my two back in the day are Ty Domi and Matthew Barnaby. Okay? Those two wow. dudes. Okay, yeah. Listen. And we say we're four for four. Right? And the dude, listen. we added the fifth on that Ty one. Ty huh? Domi, I want to kick the shit out of. Him and Matthew Barnaby. Yeah. And remember when remember when the the, the Flyers fan Got, fell over and was fighting Barnaby in the penalty box. That was yes. that was Domi. Yes. That was Domi. That's what I'm saying. It was high yeah. Domi. But I still remember that freaking smirk at Matthew Barnaby on the ice with the Buffalo Sabres when they kicked our ass, okay, and for the Flyers. I still wanted to take his helmet, just rip it up his ass. I couldn't stand it. So I still, I'm, I'm not a, a Matthew one. Barnaby guy. I like it. Present day, Russell Westbrook. I cannot stand Russell Westbrook. I think he's the most ignorant, self-righteous player in the NBA. I've watched him, and I've watched him not participate in timeouts. I watched him whine like a little bitch on a court because he doesn't get the ball. I watched him get fouled, okay, and they call a timeout. He walks away from the team, doesn't get involved, can't stand him. I'll tell you what, I tell my kids all the time, do never watch that guy play because he's a complete arrogant asshole. That's what he is. I can't stand him. Okay? Pro player that I love, and I'll do two guys. Present day, Damian Lillard. Okay? If nobody knows the story of Damian Lillard, it's fantastic. I love Dam- I love the way he plays. I love the way he, he presents himself yeah. on and off the court. Still lives at home with his mom. Okay? Because that's what he knows. He hasn't changed. I think his story is phenomenal. I love watching him on court. He seems to get it. He does. He really does. And I'm going to go old school baseball here. And I'm going to go Greg Maddox. And I know it's a a weird name. Okay? But just watching him perfect the game of pitching. Okay? From when he had a fastball till he lost the speed and changed his game. From the Cubs to the Braves to the yep. Yankees, it was ridiculous. Just loved everything about Greg Maddox. Favorite player of all time. I got three. 
Number one, always be AI. Okay, Allen Iverson to me was a guy that, that that I basically watched as a kid to an adult, and 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 took a guy we were able to watch in Philadelphia who left everything he had on the court whenever he played. You never questioned the guy's effort ever, and he was the best player. I uh, no disrespect to Moses Malone or J- Dr. J or Charles Barkley. To me, he's the best player Philadelphia has ever seen. Okay, and present day right now, you may say it could be Joel one day, but right now, this is the GOAT in Philadelphia for the Sixers. And until you knock to be the man, you got to beat the man, like old Ric Flair would say in wrestling, the same thing for for AI. Next guy, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan to me. Oh, good one. Right. I mean. That's a good one. I, let me tell you something. When I grew up, started watching baseball, I was a, told you guys, I was a big card collector. So I remember, you know, I would, I would collect Nolan Ryan cards. So then... I would say when when I was in probably when we were like what nine or ten Ryan was like forty two forty four so yeah. hitting ninety ninety five on the gun. I mean when Robin Ventura well, came out and brawl, he was forty something years he old. He was pitching no hitters when we were in diapers. <laughs> it was dude. insane. I mean, and then we're teenagers like, and he's still pitching no hitters. And he was a normal guy. Yeah. Just give him just give him a day at his ranch. That's all I wanted to do. He'd bail some hay. Ha, you know, have a cup of coffee. He warmed Put up somebody throwing in a, a headlock. Yeah. He what? He warmed up throwing a football. Uh, oh, did he really? I yeah, didn't know that. It was that. one of one of his stretching techniques. It wasn't Get all the time, here. but he used a football to throw. Well, I like to see yeah. Dave with some insight. Third guy, I know Dave's probably not going to like this, but Barry Bonds. And I, l- let me tell you something. I don't care about the steroid era. I don't care about any of that. All I know is he gave me some of my most exciting baseball moments. Okay, growing up, watching him get walk with the bases loaded, watching him hit 700-plus home runs. Uh, okay, watching people in McCovey Cove fighting, paddle boating over to get that ball. I mean, to me, uh, you know, even fighting with Jeff Kent, I don't even care. Just uh, all the moments that Barry gave me, uh, I, I just one of my favorite players of all time. Can I, can I, can I sure, ask you this ahead. real quick? Go ahead. Uh, um, both of you. That's cool. Is – was he the most feared hitter of Ooh, all time? That's a good question. So that was just brought up on one of the sites I'm on. I oh, really? That is a know. good question. The question was, the bases were loaded, and you have one hitter. I like this. One hitter up. Who's your choice? Guess who my choice was? Who? Barry Bonds. Yeah. <sighs> he was unbelievable. I mean, there, you, you can't go. If the you most said, feared if you said Ted, If you said Ted Williams, where are you going to go? If you yeah, said, Babe Ruth, yeah. said Babe Ruth, you say Willie Mays, in my opinion, Willie Mays was probably the best baseball player that ever played the game. Just my opinion. Barry Bonds? Barry Bonds with the bases loaded? How about Tony so, Gwynn? Well, you know what? That was the other one. I, that was I, I think in we the, in Tony Gwynn, right? I think we should pick this up next episode. I, 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 I want to hear the rest of yours. What we'll do is we'll do a batter and a pitcher. So, like, if you had one batter, who would it be? If you had one pitcher, who would it be? So, I like that. We'll bring that next week. Uh, fi- final thought of our final of my list on the goat. It's 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 Jordan. I it'll all. You asked me a hundred times who my goat is. It's always going to be MJ. It just is because clutch. What's that? Clutch. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just and, that. That's what put. That's what puts him over the edge. It does. And, and and for all you clowns out there that are trying to compare LeBron to MJ, Kobe to MJ, stop, stop. You're clowning yourself. Okay. MJ is the the best and will be the best of all time, hands down. Okay. 
go back, watch the footage, watch what he did. I'm tired of hearing the Pippen effect. I'm tired of hearing stuff. This guy won with Luke Longley and Bill Wennington and uh, Cartwright and Craig Hodges and Trent Tucker and Judd Boochler. Okay, he won with stiffs on his team. Okay, stop. The guy's the greatest of all time. On that note, we are done. No way, really? Wow. Yeah, we're out of time, man. Holy we are out of time, but listen, next week we will pick that up because that was fantastic. And yeah, like we got that. like a whole half a show. We never even covered, but that's what's great about this show. Um, you know, because we always get on tangents and we, we get We get awesome the most opinions, feared dude. running backs, too, and most uh, feared quarterbacks I like if we that. have to. I like that. I we mean, could do we, that. We, we could get feared. dirty. We could get dirty up How about in we here? just do most feared episode? Oh. I like that. I like it. I like that. I think that's good. That's a good show topic. Thanks for bringing that up, Dave. I like that. Yeah. Dave. Okay. <laughs> Dave's like, okay. Hey, uh, I'm here all week. I found Noel Ryan warmed up with a football. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't know that. Yep. See what you find out on heat ratio. It's, yep. it's unbelievable. But as always, thanks for listening, everybody. Tune in next week, as always, next Wednesday on WildfireRadio.com. Uh, but as always, you can get us on Twitter at Heat Ratio Sports, Instagram at Heat Ratio Sports. And we do have a Facebook page, Fantasy Sports Addiction, brought to you by Heat Ratio Sports that I'm trying to change the name to. But Facebook takes months in order to change the name, which is crazy. But thank you for all your support. And please, numbers matter. Ratings, reviews on iTunes, anything you could do, uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up. And make sure you tune in next week when we're back for Coach... Dave Dixon at Coach Dixon365 and John Coker at PGH John36 and Tony Cotillo at TCotillo23. Everybody have a great week and rest in peace to everybody uh, to, who died in the tragedies in El Paso and all the gun violence in America. To stop. Final thoughts. We'll catch you next week. We out. Peace. Doing it for the love, so now I'm doing what I want. <laughs>